That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. And Music. We are just A podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Are we live? Are we live to the world? Yeah, we're good. Our producer says yes. We have a producer. She's awesome. Good job, Lonnie. We got a producer. Thanks, Lonnie. Thanks, Lonnie. And welcome, everybody, to another fabulous episode of the Kids on the Escalator podcast. That is uh, Chris Machete. That is Mike Pongratz. Gentlemen, another week. Another Mando episode, more to talk yes. about. But before we get going, uh, I noticed that uh, Chris, you're not the only one in on the home rental game this week. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Congrats. You're what, feeling my pain. Yeah, buddy. Oh. What happened, man? This that is what was... men do. I don't. I don't renovate. So tell me a story for a minute. Well, this this was uh, something long time coming. We had some work done in our living room where some pot lights were put in. Long story short, we had a lot of exposed conduit on one on a, on one of the walls and some holes where they had to run some wires. So the ultimate goal was to get some crown molding done up. And during COVID we tried getting some people to come in, but there was, you know, for the, for the small job that it was, we weren't getting a lot of hits. So finally we sucked it up. Uh, I wanted a new uh, sliding miter saw anyway. So this was a good excuse. Um, so yeah, Saturday I, decided to jump into the crown molding game and there's a reason why i do what i do and not do that uh so it was a a half a day of frustration however i gotta say this is one of the, the the supreme benefits of my wife carolyn she grew up like her parents owned a home hardware so if you're from canada home hardware you know what yeah. that is uh so she Construction wise, technically wise, technically wise, amazing. So all my bad cuts that I with walls that weren't square and ceilings mm-hmm. that weren't level, oh, she made dang. it all look pretty. So, uh, dude, I was yeah. told once the fir- your, your, the first advice for doing crown molding is not doing crown molding. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's Man, pretty I, much it. I've but never it looks, done it, but I I hear it's tough. But it looks good. I mean, awesome. again, she she saved she saved the project. But yeah, there is definitely no like there will be no HGTV show for me. Where I'm flipping <laughs> houses or anything like that because yeah. i would i'm completely i'm amazed i've got all my digits uh Man. but i got a new saw so it's like exciting yeah, i did the same thing i got a new uh what kind of saw do we get lonnie a miter saw is that what it's called Jigsaw. I've got a, oh, yeah, jigs- miter saw. I got a jigsaw so we could cut the flooring a little better okay so i, so I picked up one of those and we finished off our uh my daughter's got her apartment downstairs and so minus the right. bathroom yeah so finished that it was three days of that but uh i got minor things to do down there but uh, no no crown molding man i'm not putting that up there it no felt way. good though it felt it, it felt good oh doing yeah some, you know 
definitely based stuff and yep. but yeah that is not not a enough is enough me. right not a career for me that's no. i'd rather watch keep the Mandalorian. story about i build concerts i don't build homes so yeah that's why you know we, yeah. and, and you build fantastic concerts by the way so. still, bravo on that yeah. Yeah. Uh, voice it uh, was a uh, another week um and uh, uh this this episode uh, I, I mean, I didn't mind it. I know that Chris is on the fence on it, but on the Mandalorian, as we move as we move through it, it definitely touched on a few things. Um, I uh, just getting my thoughts out of the way quick. A couple of things. Um, I Take really your time. Dug, Take your, get your thoughts out. Get yeah, them all my, out. My thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So, number one, uh, without the best guard, I mean, Mando is still deadly. Yeah. Which yes. Goes back to the. I mean, are they the second? deadliest behind a Jedi in this whole universe because that's that's the whole religion, right? Is fighting like that. Mandalorians are so cool. I remember in the the old Republic games, man, when you found Mandalore, just like you're saying, they're beasts. He just literally whooped, you know, he was kicking ass on the, on the, on the, you know, when they were going through the the jungle and he just kept, I don't know. I just did, other than getting, you know, taking a few more shots and getting a bit more injured and a little bit more human, he's still, laid it down John Wick style. So it was pretty cool to, uh, to kind of see that come to fruition, um, knowing that uh, he's still without that kind of arrangement, uh, without the, the gear and everything, the guy is, is still deadly as a, as a warrior. And I thought it was really, really cool. Um, nice little touch. Uh, and then the other bit, and I'll add to this, that it seems that we um, are going to get the uh, removal of the helmet once a season. Now this is going to be like, <laughs> yes, this is going to be like the thing. Um, where if, you, if he doesn't use the flamethrower, he's going to take off the helmet. So if he hasn't the used the flamethrower yet, you know, yeah. the helmet's coming off, right? Yeah. One of those things. It's like the, uh, what was that guy behind the fence at home improvement? You never saw his, <laughs> Wilson. Never, yeah, Wilson. Never saw his face like, except once or I don't know, whatever, but this is what's going to, what's going to happen. And, um, and it's funny because when my kids were watching it, they're like, that's what he looks like. I'm like, well, he revealed it in the first season and they had forgotten. So they've done a good job of kind of making you forget what he looks like. Were they let down? We're like, oh, is that what he looks like? Uh, there was a bit of like, really? Yeah, that's awesome. That's a little kid. I love kids reaction to stuff like that. Right. Welcome to my life. I mean, you know, when people see the face behind the voice, they kind of <laughs> go, eh, really? Eh. So we, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I liked that part of it. I also, um, the Imperial, um, boss, uh, was the one, oh, he was, was such a the white Walker from game of Thrones. If anyone uh, couldn't, uh, didn't recognize or so, re- no, recognize I, don't, so I don't know much about game of Thrones. So what, what, what did he do in game of Thrones? Well, he's basically <laughs> the whole story arc of game of Thrones was around winter was coming and the, mm-hmm. these white walkers are basically zombified, you know, there's like zombie kind of, I don't know, ghosts, I guess, Mike, as you would explain. And, and, and they basically, mm-hmm. did you watch it? Mike? No. Great. See, so I didn't it's really, it's up to yeah. me anyway. So he was Boobs and dragons, but I missed, I didn't really, like, he I think was, I didn't he was watch the it leader of that. He was the leader of that group. And, um, and I'm not going to give spoilers away on it, but um, <laughs> anyways, he, he was the leader of it. So he played the Imperial, Imperial boss here, which was Imperial really cool. Bo- oh, yeah. But what, and, what, um, yeah, that's cool. what and, was the name of his character in the other one? In Game of Thrones? Yeah. Uh, he was the White Walker. He the White Walker. Like, yeah. Really cool. So anyways, um, uh, kind of an interesting episode for me. We got to see the inside of Boba Fett's ship, which I thought was a really great perspective. Uh, if you didn't have the toy growing up and at least could poke around, you got to kind of see the hangout inside the ship. So a couple of cool things for me on that side. Um, 
But um, yeah, did it push the story forward? I'm not sure. This was one of those uh, A team episodes. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah, where do we want to go? Together. Let me go with. Um, let me start with Mike here for a minute. Go. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because, uh, and I mentioned this uh, the last episode, and I think bef- or the one previous that Carolyn has more or less just checked out of the show. Like she just, she, every episode, oh, it's another quest. It's another quest. And, and this kind of was, you know, a quest, but thinly veiled with some sort of plot points moving forward. Uh, I like the episode. I think Bill Burr, uh, he's been such a delight in this series. Um Nice to see some layers to his character in there. Too. Yeah, really and that. and I, I mean he's he's just great, and I and I do hope that this uh, leads to him being part of one of those new Disney series that was announced, the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it, Rangers of the Galaxy, or yeah, something I have it written down somewhere. I can't remember. Uh, I'd have to Rangers look at the Republic, maybe Rangers of the Republic. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, it'd be nice to see him, and I, you kind of got that sense between between him and Gina Carano's character Cara uh, Dune, that, yeah. that there was kind of a, you know, uh, I like, I like how he, you know, did that, you know, blew that transport up the Rhydonium, you know, mm-hmm. that Tuscan Raider gun, you know, which come on, we all know that that's not a big deal because I mean, Luke used to shoot womp rats from his T-16. <laughs> right? so I had to, yeah. I had to dig that reference in somewhere. That's um, awesome. I, I thought the episode was great. Uh, from that standpoint, uh, Bill Burr's character, I was waiting for him to turn. I, I mean, I said that last, last week that I thought he was going to be sort of like stabbing uh, Mando in the back, but mm. no, this was a real, it was a nice, uh, exploration of his character they talked about operation cinder which mm-hmm. uh if if you played battlefront 2 you're familiar with because that was actually uh that was one of the missions in the game mm-hmm. um so again they're drawing on all these sort of external sort of expanded universe ideas bringing them mm-hmm. into the show which i thought was great uh richard Brake, uh like you said brent was fantastic my only thing that really and and maybe this is just again part of the the whole old school Star Wars. When I think of the Imperial troopers or like the Imperial commanders, any they all had British accents, <laughs> except for the dude that was like you know you know your ancient religion, you know the guy that gets choked yeah. in, in the beginning. They I'm all had British them. accents. So when when you get into the uh, it, into the officers' mess hall there and. It's all like that southern drawl, like, hey, get over here. Let's have a drink. Like, it just, it took me out of it. And I'm like, but again, that's just, that's petty. I, I, I just remember the Imperial commanders being these very high class British officers. And it just, mm-hmm. it seemed, it seemed a little jarring. Um, but aside from that, the, the, my, my favorite moment in the entire episode, uh, and I knew it was coming as soon as, uh, as soon as Boba Fett sort of flew in and, and then you saw, you saw the, oh, look at and, that. Then, and then all of a sudden he pushes the button and here comes the oh, yeah. seismic detonator. Oh, that's so cool. Which, Except it, it really echoes the point that um, uh, you'd think one of these guys would write something about a TIE fighter actually being able to hit something. 
like these guys are supposed to be the best trained pilots and they st- it seems that every single uh, uh rebel can hit anything uh but the tie fighter can never hit anything when it matters which is kind of a funny joke within the joke but well i mean know. what was what's the old joke you know I, I can't live with my uh father he beats me i can't live with my mother she beats me go live with a stormtrooper they don't beat anybody or they don't, they don't hit anybody <laughs> yeah, sorry i screwed go. the joke up even that's all right um but it was uh yeah i i thought that that was the moment for me yeah. uh because i love that in the uh, prequel trilogy uh when Django's uh you know being chased by obi-wan and then wham, uh, in the theater that sound was amazing i, yeah. I love that whole that whole deal um yeah, it was it was it was an episode with a really I don't know, like part of me's thinking so now Mando's got that message sent out to Moff Gideon like, "Hey, I'm coming for you, blah blah blah." If I'm Moff Gideon, I'm like, "Okay, let's just go somewhere else where he can't." That's what I was out. I was thinking. Like what like it just it it, it you know, minor sort of nitpicking. Mm. I like the visual. It's kind of cool. He's like that, you know, the 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 child means more to me than you ever know and blah blah blah. Um so it is setting up for this big showdown which um is going to lead into a surprise guest. I'm imagining. I think we're going to see who the child uh, yeah. force communed with. Which I laid uh, out in the last step. I've got my predictions. Chris, where do you go? Where do you think? Yeah. Going Chris. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that, that episode. Just, oh yeah. Average episode. Very average episode. And, you know, I want to point out too, that I was the second. So there's been two pretty average episodes in my opinion this season. Cara Dune was in both of them. Just pointing that out that that's what happened there. Um, Interesting. And, and and I forgot what's the character that, that you were talking about, Mike, with, that you liked. Bill I just yeah, Bill. What's his oh, name? Bill? Mig Mig Mayfeld. Mig Mayfeld. Mig Mayfeld. Okay. Or Mig Mig's Mayfeld. There you go. Mayfeld. I, they. I thought they added some cool layers to him. Um, it was. I thought the same thing as you, Mike. That he was going to come in. He was going to be oh, you know, sinister guy. Keep twirling his mustache when nobody's looking. Ooh, watch out for this guy. You know, and they do that. They show somebody going. And and behind the scenes, and you know he's going to be up and to no he good. He teased it too with that whole line about you know whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Eh, so, I'm wondering. so when they brought him in against the uh, the dude from uh, the Dragons and Boob Show, um, <laughs> that he he was so evil. Yeah. That that it, it really helped make him. And then when he just went the high road on everything, and even higher than that, took his took it in his own hands and shot him. It was just like wow, this guy's got layers. Like. What kind of a guy would do that? You know what I mean? In front of yeah. all these other Imperials. So he really took his friends dying to heart and uh, just to put him up against somebody so evil, man, that Imperial officer was so evil. It's like over the top. It was great. But there were a lot of points like in the episode where, you, yeah, I mean, even that little sort of speech that he gives Mando as they're mm. driving under the tunnel where he's like, you know, he talks about people on Mandalore. You know, this is what they believed in people on Alderaan. Shout out to Alderaan. Uh, yeah. By the yeah. Way, Alderaan. I've got my Alderaan glass. As you can see, it's broken because nice. well, it's exploded yeah. Holy um, cow. uh you know and it was neat how he see, how when they're driving past the, the children of is it morak i think that was the the planet mm-hmm. they were on uh you know empire new republic it doesn't matter to these people they're just mm. invaders yeah so uh, it was again yeah like bill Bird. he really you know he he sunk his teeth into this character the writing was excellent um and i loved mando how he just you know what was supposed to be a pretty pivotal thing in the episode the fact that he took off the best car and 
put on the stormtrooper outfit. You know, that's a big deal. And now Mando, it seems like even he's questioning, you know, what he believes in or that as he grew up, uh, you know, part of the Mandalore, like. Yeah, but it, he's always, he's always Mike, he's always like about the mission. He's about so the mission. I think in this but particular like, case, he takes like it Bill off Burr's, willingly. Right. But like Bill Burr said, it's, he did, he did that when it suits him, like when it, when it suits the cause, mm-hmm. when it, you know, it's, it's not <laughs> otherwise, Otherwise, he'd hold it on his head all the time and nothing's going to change that. But if it suits his cause, he's willing to bend. Sounds kind of familiar with what's going on in America right now. Just just a little bit of like. Do you think there's a little bit of that Hollywood, uh, you know, slight political undertones here? Just just a little bit of like. A little bit. But not not overbearing. So, sorry. They like to slide it in when they can. Hmm. (laughs) so um another so another one thing that I thought with with uh, Bill Bill Burr's character whatever the gentleman's name is Mayfeld Mayfeld there Mayfeld I got to remember that I'm terrible with names okay so that wow all of a sudden his character I thought sprung way higher than Cara Dune in more interestingness you know what I mean it was amazing how before in the like when they when they first saw, I saw he was coming back I was like okay cool um has kind of opened. Uh, a couple other characters from the the store, other stories you might have committed, but it was him, and that was cool. So I was like, all right, but Cara Dune's going to be in there. Okay, cool. But then after it was like, oh, I wanted to see more screen time for Mayfield than I did for Cara Dune. Uh, but we really don't know what happened to Cara Dune. Well, her planet got blown up, right? So she has nobody left like that. So there's Princess Leia's story. So kind of already know about that one. But um, to hear a little bit more about Mayfield's uh, happenings and, and what happened with him, I really enjoyed that. I, I would have liked him to go. Cool. I would have liked him to go with them. I just think it would have added Which, another. But I, I think right. this is, again, this is going to, you know, lead into this other series. Yeah. Maybe it is Cara Dune, uh, Mig mm-hmm. Mayfeld, Cobb Vance. Mm-hmm. You know, let's bring mm-hmm. let's bring him into the mix, too. Fennec Cat, Shand, you've got. Cad Bane, the other uh, bounty hunter, Cad Bane from uh, the, uh, oh, right, the okay. ones, right? He's got like so, a cow. He's almost like a cow- cowboy type guy. So <laughs> maybe this is, again, they're they're planting the seeds of this you know next show which mm. we're, we'll, we'll so talk much about come out of this. so it's much a, so much it's, it's really rad so um yeah so overall you know it was average show it's not like anything like it wasn't a bad show by any means but it wasn't like you know we learned le- it wasn't like we learned out the baby's name or anything like that you know what i mean it um, was it was cool though with um seeing the empire side of things. Oh yeah. I was going to say that the whole, seeing the whole behind the scenes kind of thing of that and watch them all like high-fiving each other. It right. really, hu- it really humanized the, uh, the empire and, and the stormtroopers and stuff like that. Cause you know, they're all, they're, they're like the guy with the red shirt in star Trek is, Oh yeah, he died. Like you, <laughs> yeah. there's, you have no hearts towards him dying. Right. You know what I mean? So the same with the stormtroopers, like, Oh, stormtrooper died. No, you know, nobody really it's cares. the first time that they've actually came to the rescue. And the one time that the TIE fighters got it right when they were blowing up all the aliens on their chase and they let the guys in. And I was like, hey, they were, there we are cheering for the Empire to get these guys in, right? And yeah, that was cool. And we've only seen, you know, in past Star Warses, um, the Rebels celebrating. You know, you, you see mm-hmm. it on Yavin in Star yeah. Wars and then uh, yeah. in uh, Rise of Skywalker. You see them celebrating... You never see the stormtroopers. No. Yeah, woo! 
Yeah, no, it's nice. We've, we've, got, we've got to see where they eat their lunch, right? You know, you know it's funny. You know, in there. You guys ever see the SNL skit um, with the, um, you know, work? Uh, what was it? The, oh, uh, my God. Kylo the, Ren one? Kylo Ren is the, that uh, is the amazing. Uh, undercover boss. Oh, undercover that boss, gave yeah. you that gave you a, a pretend view into what it might be like Great. at the Empire's lunchroom. If you're listening and or watching, you yeah. must watch that SNL episode. Kylo Ren. What is it? Hidden work or something? Or no, it's boss. Undercover Boss. Under Undercover yeah. boss Kylo Ren, you got to watch that if you're if you're watching at home. Because the, the other side of it too Man. is that, like you know the the Empire have a reputation of of not being very happy, right? So when you see guys laughing, I'm like the Empire they don't laugh. You know the guys come through and they're all as you said they're high five and like yeah as they come out and, and totally it was humanized. Bill Bill had his his helmet off. Yeah, yeah. so there was a little bit of like. Okay, he's just a, a, you know he's a regular dude. He's got his helmet off. He's walking through the crowd. No one else did really him, but they're all kind of happy. And I'm like, I'm not used to seeing the Empire happy at all. There's not one moment, as Mike said, <laughs> where you're like, look at them. They're all playing volleyball. They, there's is this a know, robot chicken sketch? What's going yeah, on here? Let's go. So it was kind of an interesting. That would have been hilarious to see them cut away to like a Top Gun esque totally. volleyball match with stormtroopers and jeans and no shirts. Larry, I did like I did like Boba Fett's line about not going in it's like they you know if they saw my face they'd probably recognize me you know that's yeah. good just a little, little bit that's yeah good. and and i you know normally with these as i said with these second last episodes of a season you usually you usually get a little bit more than we got here i this was more just seemed like more of like a third episode than it would be the second last episode of a season so i'm hoping that they're going to jam this last episode just like, and I don't know what the running time, Mike, normally you have this. I don't know what the running time yeah, for the new episode is, but I don't have that. No, but I, I mean, equated to, you know, if we're talking wrestling terms, you think about the main event of WrestleMania, what's the match before the main event? It's always the sort of like throwaway crowd. You don't want to, you don't want to steal the thunder from the main event. So mm-hmm. uh, I think this episode was that uh, one other, one other cute little uh, sort of line that was thrown in. I liked Bill Burr's uh, throwaway line of uh, TPS reports. Oh, Shout out to it. Office Space. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I, didn't, I, I thought it was I didn't, great. I, uh, I didn't catch that. TPS reports. I did, man. It was Did great. you guys yeah, catch? Apparently there yeah. was also an Easter egg uh, in the credits The you know where they show the art um, uh, the art drawings. The storyboardings, yeah. Yeah, and uh, apparently they, there was a um, uh, one of the drawings of them on that skiff when they're chasing the transport and it's Oscar Isaac is helming the ship. So oh. Poe Dameron, mm. uh, so I, a nice little oh. sort of like, Oh, nod to, uh, to, to that part of the star Wars. Yeah, universe. Funny. So, yeah, so coincidentally, go, he's going to be in something, but anyways, um, okay. Lonnie, okay. Uh, our friend Lonnie, it is time to queue up our regular segment every week of this yeah. is the way. Wow, this is the way. This is the way. Awesome. It's like it's Sheldon, right? It's like this is the way. It has to say yeah. it three times. This is the dropping of knowledge because this you is know, the dropping Chris, of knowledge. Stuff that I I'm unaware of. All cool. right, cool. That's that's I don't like. See, I could, as I mentioned before, I was when mentioning to Todd Dank Ferrick Kearns. <laughs> But that I could I could go on for like hours about about this stuff, so it's hard for me to condense it. But and I, I want people to understand. So I'm going to combine a little bit of knowledge with what I think is going to happen uh, in in the future. Here I'm going to do uh, uh, what's happening and uh, prediction. So 
Okay. They have made... So I mentioned before about Jango Fett was one of the leaders of of the Mandalores, of, Mand- of the planet Mandalore, the Mandalorians, at one point. Now, this was in Legends. Now, they've made that canon. So he... he Because Boba Fett said that, that he, he's the rightful owner of the, the, uh, the armor because of that. So we've got... Jango Fett now being the original leader, we've got, we've got Boba Fett back with his armor. I'm thinking he might be the next chosen one to lead the group. He is older. He gives his ship to uh, to Mando um, and him and the little one. I, I can't see the little one leaving leaving Mando. Um, but anyway, my first point, sorry about the knowledge, is that it turns out that Jango is in canon one of the former leaders. So he is one of the rightful leaders. So the rightful throne should be given to Boba Fett. So I think we're going to see a really cool interaction between uh, Boba Fett and um, all the other uh, Mandalorians that I don't know how many more they have other than the ones that we saw with uh, Bo-Katan and uh, he'll have a meeting with them. And I think they're all going to be kind of in awe with him knowing, finding out who he is, that he is the son of Jango Fett. We're probably going to get this great big Mandalorian like moment where they're all like, Oh my God, it's Boba Fett. <laughs> kind of like where we were when we first saw, Oh my God, it's Boba Fett. It's <laughs> Boba Fett. So I think when they find out that he's a Fett, they're going to be pretty, pretty stoked by that. And that would be a really cool spinoff too. If they did the whole Mandalorian thing and they brought Boba Fett in, he wasn't really in the action all the time, but he's back on the throne in Mandalore kind of making the business decisions. So what a good way to use him. I was thinking, right. Cause Mike, we were discussing, that his dad body and stuff like that. Well, I don't know. Well, he, he cleaned up his armor pretty nicely. He did, this didn't he? The last, but he, did. he needs to get the onesie underneath because the you yeah. know the the dad bathrobe covered by the Mando armor. And it's just yeah. uh, it's just not a good look for him. So so if he was just sitting on a throne somewhere running the planet, you know what I mean? Then I could see that would be a pretty good role for him because you know there are a lot of there's a lot of thoughts about one of them dying. You know he can't have the two stars going on. So that was my thought i see i just can't see them killing off boba fett especially after uh you know retconning him with such a bad death you know what i mean just bring him back mm-hmm. from the sarlacc pit to kill him again although that would be impactful that'd be some pretty good pretty heavy storytelling mm-hmm. now on the other hand again i'm still pushing my two and a half men uh uh kind of plot line where, where him and mando jump in with the little baby and they just go around <laughs> the universe and hilarity ensues right like it's a sitcom they, right you know yeah and, and you know they're finding more younglings on the way to keep it cute because you know well, actually, uh, Grogu is going to be tiny forever. So, man, there you got that. But then if you find a baby Wookiee, add him in there like, a, you know, and then, wow, that, what a show that would be. That would be amazing. But um, so uh, I think I, I think we're, we're going to have a huge battle next. Like, there's no way around this massive battle we're going to have. This is like you guys were saying the end game. Here comes our end game. Right. We're going to be seeing everybody come in. And I don't know if we're going to get to that whole thing that I mentioned about Boba Fett uh, in one episode, because there's a lot of stuff we got to clean up. And again, yeah. who who is going to meet? Uh, Grogu, I'm I'm almost thinking that maybe we won't find out. I'm not like there's so much info to give out there. Uh, what a cliffhanger it would be if they didn't let us know. Uh, we, you know, I don't. It would be a lot of people shaking their fist. But if they give us some other side, if they tie up some other uh, loose ends satisfyingly, um, if and everybody says, "Oh my gosh!" So you know, say they do that thing with Boba Fett, and then everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, Boba Fett's a new leader of Mandalore." Here's our spinoff here, you know, and then. Uh, Ahsoka comes back and they show, oh gosh, here comes your spinoff. And you're, what's going on with Mando? And the other Jedi just shows up and it ends. Something like that, I think people Mm -hmm. would accept. But if you don't get anything tied up, we're going to have some people that are pretty pissed off out there, right? So they'll have to tie something up. So there's those three things that I mentioned they could tie up. As far as who's going to find 
if somebody did come to Grogu, I still don't think it's going to be Luke. Um, there is the Jedi from the game that I'm playing now. Uh, I was going to say Cal, uh, Cal. Yes, Cal Kedis. Is that his Cal name? Kedis. Cal Kestis? So, Cal, Cal Kestis, buddy. That's it. And yeah. what a prominent actor. The character in the, in, the, in, the, in the video game looks exactly like him. It's his voice. Um, what, a way to, what a way to use him. It's almost like they were planning that. And that, like, as I mentioned, he's a pretty prominent actor. He did a really good job on Gotham. My problem with him is I keep seeing that Jerome guy from Gotham in there because I watched the hell out of those Gotham episodes. Did any of you guys watch Gotham? Yeah. Started to and then uh, got off it. because. Okay, uh, well, he was, was basically like the Joker there, and he played it really yeah. well. Uh, his name was Jerome. Um, that's a whole other story I could go into. But Who's the I, actor that played Cal Kestis in the game? I is can't it? remember his name, but he was Jerome on, Larry, on uh, Gotham. Larry Fine. Uh, go ahead. <clears throat> I'll, I'll look that up. While you can he's, talk in another, he's in another prominent show right now as well uh, that my wife watches. What's Shameless. He's in the show called Shameless right now. Oh, Cameron Monaghan. Okay, there you go. That's Cameron Monaghan. So I could see him definitely jumping in. Um, and what a way to tie the video games in. I'm also kind of I'd I'd be on board for a Force Ghost coming in as well too. Like you know, can imagine Yoda popping in in a Force Ghost? Like oh, like I don't know. I'm with Brent. If it's going to be a Force Ghost, Mace Windu. Oh, I would love to see Mace Windu come back. uh, He's one of my favorite actors, as I mentioned earlier on. Right, like anything Mace Windows in Mace or anything that uh, Samuel Jackson's in is okay by me. I'm gonna tell you that. So, but if he came back, that'd be great. Problem is, though, he's got his own show that he's gonna have to worry about. on the uh, Marvel side of things, according to the Disney mm-hmm. launch. So, oh, Shield, right? Nick yeah. Fury, right? So him and uh, uh, the uh, Skrull from Captain Marvel. I forget the guy who played Krennic in Rogue oh, yeah. One. Yeah, the, the uh, funny guy. <laughs> which, which I would have, you know, talking about, you know, the the potential spinoffs. Um, I thought I, I didn't realize Cameron Monaghan was was the actor because I would have said yeah. uh, if you want to hop on another actor that would fill maybe the role of Ezra Bridgelighter. Is that Ooh, his name? Wow. Yeah. Ezra Bridger. Yeah. Bridger. Okay. He'll be uh, in there for sure. Timothy Chalamet, who was on Saturday night live this past mm-hmm. weekend. I could see him playing the role. What, what, of Ezra. what else? What else would I know him from? Uh, well, he was, he hot was summer, been hot in the, summer nights. He's is been that, in a few, oh, like indie. That, yeah, yeah. That, that is that, that campy show with all the, no, no, that's what he's got an interesting summer. look. I noticed oh, that it on is, SNL. Yeah, that's a dude. That's I noticed that's it on SNL this weekend. He kind of like when they close up on him and they did a few other things, I was like, I see what they're doing. He's kind of got this like Ryan Gosling, um, kind of mixed with something with like something uh, else with there. uh what's his face uh, fr- uh he played green goblin i can't remember his name he's got the brother uh oh franco, uh, franco. franco. yeah he's yeah, got the yeah. franco thing going there maybe without all the sexual harassment but with- <laughs> well, <maybe. laughs> hopefully without all the sexual um, well you yeah. want to talk political i mean uh gina carano who plays cara dune she's oh got gosh. a lot of, she's got a lot of heat on the internet yeah. for her political sort of twittering yeah. So anybody doesn't know, she does not want the vaccine for COVID. And she thinks that Donald Trump uh, got ripped off. (laughs) Yeah, there's so it's it's, it's interesting. Well, yeah, I was going to say her episodes have been very interesting. Well, I don't know. She she still looks to be the lead for this uh, Rangers of the Republic, uh, you know, spinoff. So uh, who knows? There's still 50 out of 100 people that are going to watch that show. Yeah, but you know, if we're gonna sort of quickly jump into that, are we gonna jump into that whole we're spinoff? Not going or do- on this show at all? No, it's no, not happening. political. No, I'm talking about spinoff stuff. Uh, Eventually, we're gonna we'll get, get there. To, but we'll that was—is Chris done? Is was that the way, Chris? 
That was the way. That was a good that, that, way. Thank you. The Django Fett is huge, that dude. The, the, right, the rightful heir to the Dark Saber and to the throne is now. This is why I, what I think way, what a great way to, to bring. This is out. why I think we are going to get the reveal. It's called Disney Plus subscriptions. <laughs> so, this is because given the notice of what's been going on, I wouldn't be surprised if immediately following the, I mean immediately following the episode and all the rest of it, we get some kind of announcement that there's a show dropping in two weeks mm. of some capacity, not tied to, I don't know. I, that's a little yeah. trick that I always want these guys to do, which is like, Oh, we've already filmed all this. We didn't tell you. So yeah. I want to, but from the, some, uh, tough, from the yeah. straight Disney plus subscription side, um, the average person watching this show does not, is not as, as far in as either one of you two. So, you know, the average person knows, you know, both that maybe you know through pop culture and they know whatever so to me just strictly from a um uh, they've gone inside a lot on this and to really satisfy us for, from an internal but they still need to satisfy the average person and to me to your point as far as the guy from the video game i think it's going to be too far i think the force ghost is going to have to be somebody that everyone that they can tweet about Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I, I, I know they're not built this way. I'm just saying it makes sense to me that, that the reveal will be somebody that we are all extremely familiar with. And so that could be um, a, a, a whole bunch of different things, but I definitely do. Chris think we are going to get the answer to that. You think so? Um, okay, cool. And I do well, think that we don't have uh, long to wait, which is the best part, right? Yeah. And I do think that we are going to get some, I, I think that uh, Grogu is going to stay with Mando, yeah. but then I think there's a whole potential of just anarchy amongst the rest of it. So you're going to get those two and then you're going to get the reveal. And then at this point, you know, Moff Gideon up in the air, there's a whole bunch of different areas where they can take it. I'd hate for him to get written off the show because Giancarlo Esposito is, he's brilliant. And Mm -hmm. I don't think he's been given a a real big chance yet to be the baddie uh, that he potentially if he survives some kind of attack, they get away with the black, you know, saber and then, you know, the last shot is a combination of the reveal and then him coming back after them or something. And then to but that's so kind of how they left last season where he sort of gets out of the, the fallen tie fighter and, you know, flashes he, the dark. He likes to repeat things. Uh, no Mike, kidding. Where, where do you think we're going? I, I, I think we're going to get uh, some stuff tied up i still say boba fett's going to die yeah uh, somebody's going to die uh because if if this in any way follows the original star wars formula a new hope yay empire strikes back oh <laughs> turn of the jedi yay mm-hmm. so this being the you know second season second act somebody's gonna die that's my call. Somebody's going to die. We may get a reveal of who uh, Grogu was was communing with. Uh, if, you know, because Filoni's got his hand in this so heavily, it really makes me think that they're going to follow, you know, the Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, so it might be Ezra because be is, cool. is, is revealed because yeah. At least if, if it's Ezra, you do have the people that grew up on Clone Wars and Rebels. Again, they're, they're you know, being brought in. Um, if you go with uh, Cal Kestis from, from Jedi Fallen Order, 
I don't think the game was as much of a success uh, to Brent's point. I don't think you get the mainstream uh, appeal. It makes complete sense. Like it's, it's a great, you know, if you, if you've played the game sort of nuts and bolts, the story is Cal Kestis was one of the uh, younglings who uh, was, he would post a, you know, order 66. Uh, he hit out, tried to avoid being found. And so he's now searching the galaxy for, you know, new force sensitive uh, uh, people, humans, things, whatever. So it would make sense in that, in that area. But again, it's too, it's, it's too niche, too fine. It's gotta be a big name. Sam Jackson makes sense, but that'd be great. But you, I'd, I'd support that hundred percent. I don't know. I don't know. But then again, we're getting, we're getting Hayden Christensen back for the new I'm Obi-Wan so excited so, for that. So all bets are off here. It could be Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It, you yeah. know, who knows? With that segue, though, about Hayden Christensen, why don't we go to our news here and talk about all the news that is to be news that could fit Ooh. in the news inside of news. Let's do some news. We got to do some news after we do That's My Wookie, Chris. Oh, I almost forgot. I got to test We forgot the brains. trivia game. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. But um, yeah, we got to go That's My Wookie. So uh, if uh, our friend Lonnie on the ones and twos, as yeah, they yeah, say. I love that. Well, I just heard goes, it. Uh, That's My Wookie. Here we go. You just, okay, you guys wookie. ready? Okay. Um, oh, yeah, wait. So you got to pick it. <laughs> I'm forgetting how the game was played. It's my game. All right. Sorry, folks. So here's what we got. Pick one to four questions. I'm just going to, if you pick an easy one, hey, good job. Uh, who goes first? Brent, I believe it's you. Oh, I okay, went first so, last week. That's you, okay, Mike. So, oh, did you? Okay. Just, just a little. Uh, these are all from the very first uh, section of Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. well, I'll take uh, number three. Number three, my friend, what job was R2-D2 given at Jabba's palace? Oh, he'll make a fine servant on Jabba's uh, ship. Yeah, on Jabba's ship. Yes, you got it. Was it the Katana or whatever? Yeah, I think so. Katana. It was called the Leia Bikini, I think. The Leia Bikini ship that floated over the sand. I think that's what they named it on the back of it. I'll have to watch Spaceballs again. Nice. It's on bumper stumpers. That's right. You got it, Mike. Good job, buddy. Good job. You got it. Okay, Brent. Mm, A one. Number four. Okay. Who goes undercover as a skiff guard in Jabba's court? Oh, in Jabba's court. Mm -hmm. uh, It was um, Lando. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. With the early predator look. (laughs) Yes. You did it. Okay, good job. So, Mike, we got uh, one or two. I'll take one. What color mm. is Luke Skywalker's lightsaber? That would be green. Boom! You got it. Good job, buddy. You're two for two. Ding ding. Which he, ding, which he ding. built. Which he built in a uh, deleted scene at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Whoa. Which they uh, opted not to show, but apparently Shameful. I think it's yeah. So anyway, nerd. All right. That's all right, dude. No, no, that's that's actually a cool thing to know on our show. There's nothing like no, no. That's right. That that makes you awesome here. Okay, so uh, Brent, you got the last one. Mm-hmm. What character is first to speak? Uh, the first to speak would have mm-hmm. been uh, C3PO. Nope. I thought I was thinking that too. And I'd go. I'm glad I went back and watched it. Mike, do you know? Damn it. Uh, I believe it's. Oh, uh, 
it's it's the uh, admiral, but I can't remember. Lord Vader. They open up, but they're walking in the desert. Imperial soldier. It's imperial like an imperial. Soldier. Just a, it's, it's just imperial. two. Yeah, just two two imperial guys driving the ship. That's it's it's nobody really important. It was kind that's, of a trick question. Sorry, that's right. Oh, yeah. So like so that was like, that was the tough out one the, out of the out of the scroll into it. Yeah, yeah very very first in. character that speaks, buddy. Yep, yeah. and it's it's sorry that was kind of a trick because it's just some it's just some imperial dude. <laughs> I would have took like imperial guy. Imperial You're gonna need soldier. to have ten questions. You gotta admit that the other week, three were pretty straightforward, right? Next like, week you're gonna have ten questions because that's the only way I think I can catch Mike now. I think we're down to. I think Todd stole one last week. I even. Yeah. I, I was yeah. even. I think even Alex Thanks got in there. on it. I think we, we're at like a seven to five or eight to five or something now. Yeah, well, we'll have a sudden death next <laughs> next week. Anyways, is that my friends? I'll do it. It'll be on the Mando. weekly uh, Mandalorian roundup. Um, there it is. Woo! The Dean Blundell Network has deemed it Mandalorian Monday. Yes, Dean likes so, it. Like there we that. go. Uh, very cool. It's, it's the meltdown, for, though, right? It's the, the what is it? That's it's Mandalorian. And meltdown, I do, yeah. I do have to say, and and I I mentioned this on on social media. I loved your your artwork, Chris. That oh, was thanks, buddy. So cool. I've never been. A, a I've, I've actually, I've only been immortalized one other time in animated form of me, and that was uh, my buddy Adam there, who who uh-huh. drew a uh, caricature of my wrestling alias Mike Flash. Oh, that's back awesome. In college. So ah! that is now I've got I've got. Mando Monday's mic, uh, courtesy of uh, Machete. So that's, yeah, that's buddy. pretty sweet, man. And just a little little heads up, I've got the original of that um, done up a little more like the ones that I did sweet. for uh, Todd Todd and Brent there. So I'm going to send that off to you when sweet. I get it all finished. I'll show it to you Digging next week. Awesome. Did he win a prize? Yeah. Did Mike win a prize? I yeah. won a prize. Ding, ding. Hey, you won a prize for being on a I have show. I to look under my seat. Do I, is there something? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's a beer. You get shit and you get shit. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, so we're going to move this over to um, uh, just the facts, Jack. I don't know if we, uh, if we have a thing there. I don't think we found a soundboard. I'm trying to find no, John Lovitz. I'm trying to find John Lovitz going, just the facts. It's got to be somewhere there. Uh, this is the news of the week, and there is lots to get to. Uh, mm, to anybody, and we haven't even gotten into uh, Wrestling World or anything like that. But the immediate news of the week is, of course, the Disney investors call. Uh, as far as our world goes uh, and what's been going on. So um, definitely lots to talk about in that regard. I'm just going to run down a a couple of the biggest announcements when it comes to the Star Wars side. You guys can dive into the other side, but uh, we're going to get an Ahsoka series. We're going to get, obviously we've known all along about Obi-Wan. There's a lot of fake trailers out there right now, but the fans are making some pretty rad trailers. Um, of that, but uh, Ahsoka series, Obi-Wan, there's a Lando series called The Alkalite. Um, there's a Rogue Squadron series. There's like, you know, all in the in the queue. Uh, I don't know when they're going to get around to filming them. I know that yeah, Mando- some of them are pretty far off. Yeah. But, uh, and I know the Mandalorian is um, the, the next season doesn't come till December. So that's a lot of stuff yeah. to, to that's like a year from now before we're going to get that. Yeah. But um, that's the you know, there's some big ones there. I mean, the Twitter from that day was just going crazy. Yeah, that was um, a big Internet day for us friends on the for a big Internet and stuff like that. So um, that's on that side of it. Those four big things. I think the Ahsoka series uh, is, is a great. Um, they're going to dive into some great stuff i'm personally most excited about the obi-wan series i think and as we were saying hayden christensen coming back i'm all for that um coming back and um from what i'm seeing there's a lot of interaction between the two of them and i think it's going to be really really great i'm i love you and mcgregor as obi-wan so i'm anything more that we can get from him on that side um i know that they're talking about um 
him going back and uh, there's a Qui-Gon thing in there. Um, I'm not as anxious to see Liam Neeson, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> if, if he comes, if <laughs> well, he comes in, nice, but it would be yeah. nice to actually uh, physically see what Yoda had said at the end of revenge of the Sith, uh, mm-hmm. how he had uh, communed with Qui-Gon and mm-hmm. he discovered a way to communicate, uh, you know, from beyond. So it actually would be cool to introduce where the force ghost came from and totally you know, sounds yeah, like yeah, i think that's gonna be first I think that's yeah gonna it sounds like cool. that's what's so, gonna happen um anyways gentlemen thoughts on those first couple of things um, oh my god like disney i mean we talked about this way back when we started this uh this podcast that disney is all about content and they realized that if they were going to compete against netflix um you know Amazon Prime Video and all these other offshoots, they needed content A that they could control, uh, and and B that would draw you know eyes on the prize and on the product. Uh, they they did it with with the Marvel series, you know they 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 crushed it there. I think what we're seeing with Star Wars is kind of the same formula. Um, you know you've got the classics. Now let's build on some of those. Uh, expanded characters that people have grown to know and love and bang out these eight episode seasons at a fraction of the cost of making a, you know, a a Marvel movie uh, and get as much bang from the subscriber buck as you can. Uh, They are ridiculously ambitious. I don't know how many of these are actually going to, you know, make it past the trailers that we see or mm-hmm. even uh, make it past a season, the Ahsoka show. Absolutely. I think that's got some, some potential. Again, you're bringing along the the people that watched clone wars and rebels. So mm-hmm. you've got a built in audience there. We're seeing it now with a lot of these shows that Disney had back in the day that are making comebacks. I Carly is making a comeback. Oh my gosh. My daughter used to so, watch that. And again, bit. all the kids that grew up with iCarly, <clears throat> you're hoping are now going to, watch this kind of like how punky Brewster and saved by the bell are, you know, now all of a sudden comebacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're going to see that with, with, with the Ahsoka show uh, Rangers, of the Republic could go either way. Um, you've got uh, the animated clone uh, clone trooper series, it's bad batch, uh, bad batch, which again, looks interesting, not my cup of tea, but then mm-hmm. again, I wasn't really big on the whole rebels clone war stuff. It should be easy to do though. Right. Like opposed to having like actors, like anything animation, like that. What if uh, cartoon for Marvel, that should be easy, especially right now. I don't know how it's going to be yeah. I guess, with COVID, but uh, I think um, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan will probably be oh, their I'm next so stoked for that. Uh, their next big, uh, big show. Yeah. He's my uh, favorite. A lot of expectations character. from this, though. Like, a lot of expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this one's actually, even more so than Mandalorian, is going to be scrutinized by the hardcore fans because it's Obi-Wan. It's Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. It's what happens between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope mm-hmm. and Baby Luke on mm-hmm. Tatooine. Man. And so there's a lot of potential there. Stoked. Uh, it's, uh, I'm excited for that when it goes into production, uh, I think just in, in the new year. Yeah. And chances so. of seeing Darth Maul in that as well. Right. Cause he hunts down Obi-Wan, man. He hates Obi-Wan Yeah, and he actually kills Obi. Obi-Wan has a girlfriend and, uh, Darth Maul actually kills her in Canon in one of the, the, uh, Clone Wars. I'll so be curious it, to see how much of Darth Vader's face, like how much of Hayden Christensen we're going to see with yeah. the mask off, um, 
whether or not we do. Uh, yeah. Because for some reason, I want to I want to say that Return of the Jedi. Remember when you know Darth dies and Luke pulls off the helmet? He's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's like, let me look onto you with my own eyes. He's like, but you'll die. Yeah. I I don't I don't know if if you know we're going to see a lot of his helmet off mm-hmm. if it's supposed to but There's anyway been too much helmets too many helmets coming off <laughs> they can wreck dark helmets go back the other way chris thoughts on uh, i pretty much was in there with that yeah obi-wan looking for over obi-wan some of them are pretty far off right so I, yeah you're gonna have actors that can't do some of these things some of the producers are gonna bail you know something's gonna happen an actor's gonna tweet the wrong thing and they're not gonna be allowed to allowed to do the movie um i i, I don't know that that's uh i'm looking for as i said obi-wan i'm all about obi-wan man I'd like to see some Darth Maul action in there, which is very yeah. possible. Some young Luke action in there. Obviously, we're going to see stuff about Force ghosts. Uh, that's, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then you throw Hayden Christensen on top, who I got to throw in, lived 20 minutes away from me when I was living in Port Perry. Oh. Um, I was running my music school at its height. I used to have like 150. In Uxbridge or something, didn't he? Was yeah, Uxbridge? he had a farm in Uxbridge, no and I was way. in Port Perry with my music school. Mm-hmm. And my students, I had a handful of them that uh, were from Uxbridge. Oh, yeah. I saw Darth Vader. I saw Darth Vader. And I was like, really? Just say, He's a really nice guy. <laughs> I went up and said hi to him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's awesome, dude. That's great. Like, what he, so apparently did not legend, know that and yeah he, so he owned a farm there so they would see him at uh like you know I, I taught some some kids that were lived on farms and stuff like that and they would go to this feed store and hayden christensen was a regular there because he had a little farm and that's what he did <laughs> so an expert there yeah so but um from as it goes from my students he was a really rad guy he was really polite <laughs> And I love that. You know what I mean? Because you say, because and kids will tell you, I oh, is a dick, man. You know what I mean? Like, he tried to force choke me. Like, what a unit, you know? No, but they were, uh, they were all like, oh, no, he's a really nice guy. And all of a sudden, I said hi to him. I said hi to him. We got a friend that was in a movie with him, too. Joe was in uh, Virgin Suicides with him. He said he was right. So, um, before he was I just, I just quickly, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. I mean, yeah. with all these shows that Marvel or that Disney's doing now with the Star Wars, mm-hmm. Do you think we're starting to see the, I don't want to say the death of the blockbuster film? Mm. Because these shows are really starting to become eight episode blockbusters. Um, Is there, is there that much of a, there's a, the the movie business is, is done. Okay. So the movie business, as we know, is really, that's, that's a, it's a whole, it's a this thing. This is a beyond the news of the week. This is, a, it is yeah, that's a but really is, good, that's a really a good, good topic. Point. It'd it's be nice to get somebody in who's, who, who's in the know about that kind of thing, or even somebody who like owns yeah. a theater or something or whatever, like, you know, cause get some input on that. I've got some theater people, yeah. but they're, they're really, um, I want to, I, okay. So what's going to, what, what, what is basically gone in, in my opinion is what you can do right now is you can pay what 1299 a month and get whatever you want. You can get these mini movies, as you said, Mike, now what's happening is is you'll have a premiere at home for 30 bucks to see something whatever. But who is going to pay $15 for one movie now to go when you got all this access, which is why the 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 the, the debate between HBO Max releasing everything from Warner Brothers right uh is is kind of like in this kind of weird zone because um but and legendary Mark, films is pretty upset about that. Well, too, Mark right? Cuban, Mark mm. Cuban was ahead of this a long time ago when he said, listen, there's going to be a point where the movie, where we, I'm going to start a company where all my stuff comes out on every platform at once. And people are like, you're absolutely out of your mind, but that's just the way it is because the movie theater experience. And I know Mike, I know you're, t- you're tied to it, but I think what's going to happen, what's going to happen is, is they're going to still exist, but you're going to get, 
I think like a theater is now going to really only show the big thing. Remember back in the days, it was like they were only showing really two, two things, 25, 30 things now. It's like, well, that's you, a good point. Sometimes you go because you're like, well, we'll just go and watch that where you can just watch it at home now. And yeah. whereas like, oh, but I want to see the new Top Gun in IMAX. There's no doubt about it. I watched Ford versus Ferrari, Ferrari with my little guy yeah. last night yeah. and it was de- It was great. And I'm like, man, that would have been amazing in IMAX. So they're, they're absolutely is going to be pressure on the people to make more movies and maybe make it more of an experience, which is what really, in essence, what happened out of Jaws where people were like, well, we got to, we got to give people the the movie experience now, which is why we came through this incredible time of blockbusters and madness. But now everyone's making a blockbuster. Almost everyone's got access to amazing CGI to take anything and turn it into something. And people now are impatient about it. And, and I just think that um, I just think it's, it's it, to your point, Mike, I think the, this, this system is what it's going to be. And there's a classic line in Moneyball. It's called adapt or die. And unfortunately, everyone's going to have to start adapting to it. Well, with with the price of, uh, you know, big screen TVs now being <laughs> way more accessible than wow. they were five, 10 years ago, uh, you can get a pretty decent at-home experience. But like oh, you yeah. said, Brent, if I... I enjoyed going during COVID when movie theaters opened again, the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Nice. So I took my son and his buddy to to the movies because I've seen the movie hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've had it on every platform except for Laserdisc. And even then I had like a, a DVD rip of the Laserdisc just so I had that version of it. Uh, <laughs> it's to see a movie like that Big screen, big sound. I mean, that's that's starting to sound like a you know a Cineplex uh, cell line. There big screen, big sound. Uh, there's nothing like that for a movie like that. Will I go see you know the next Adam Sandler film in the theater? Probably not. Only because there's to your point, Brent. No longer a need to. Well, I've seen this. Yeah, let's just go see that. No, I can just flick on Netflix and you know. It's part of my $13.99 a month subscription. If it sucks, so what? I've still got 10 seasons of Friends I can watch. I've got a great quote for you from a, from a great article that happened this week. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bob Lefsetz. So he's somewhat controversial, but he wrote a great piece this week on why HBO is, is dying. All right. I just, I'm just going to read this to you, and you guys can decipher. Not only do people not want to go to the movie theater, they don't want to pay for streaming on individual, uh, streaming an individual film on a flat screen. That ship has sailed. It would have worked five years ago, certainly 10, but the movie industry waited too long. Now customers are already paying for streaming services, and they don't want to pay the equivalent of a monthly fee just to watch one movie. Films must be baked into a service. And not everybody is willing to pay for every service. No way. So it's a race to see who survives and not all of them will. It's not cable TV where the provider pays up to small audience channels to keep them alive. In streaming, people pay directly. They either want your product or they don't. So for me, it's like, it's a real take on, on where it's going, sadly. And Disney is Disney with the investor call this week has done just that. They are going all in with not only the Star Wars properties, the Marvel stuff, like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, even the trailers, the Loki trailer was out of this world. Yeah. Falcon and the Snowman, WandaVision, one of the shows that I wasn't really sort of big on, but after seeing the trailer, I'm like, 
damn, mm-hmm. this could work. And yeah. Chris, you, you were, well, that's a good segue. <clears throat> that's yeah. a good segue. So let's go over to the Marvel side of things. And again, there's a few things on there that are not going to happen for a long time. Uh, Black Widow movie, man, that was filmed. I remember I did a Dean Blundell segment on that. Like, I think it was one of the first ones I did. I'm still and lying in bed recuperating. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it was when you, when you had COVID. As I say, you had COVID when COVID was cool, man. I back didn't when have was, COVID. Back, back when it was it called either. Corona. If you didn't have it when it was called Corona, it was not cool. Anyway, you, sorry. You, had, you didn't have that, it. That's our personal joke between each other. So, um, yeah, so the new Marvel stuff's coming out, and that's great. So uh, there's lots of it coming out. Uh, Black Widow movie's coming out. That'll be great. Yeah, I already did a review on that one, so we all know Black Widow's coming out. We all know her character. The one that I want to really talk about um, that uh, is going to be a hidden gem is the uh, WandaVision. Uh, now, this is the official beginning of Phase 4 for Marvel. So this is super, like, yeah. this, this is a big, big step for, for, for Marvel. Now, just to, to overlook everything, excuse me, this is going to lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. Multiverse with Doctor Strange is going to revolve into uh, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, okay? So, first of all, anybody who misses this after they see Doctor Strange or Spider-Man is going to go back and watch this again. I guarantee you. So, watch it now while you can. Now, the two characters in it, we have uh, we have the Scarlet Witch and we have Vision. Now, we all know these characters from the Avengers and such. Scarlet Witch has a brother, uh, Quicksilver, and just the Quicksilver in the Avengers movies was more like the one from the comic books. And he was just a, a lame, like, sorry, I found that character was so bad, right? But that's how he was in the comic books. He was arrogant. And he was just kind of like, you really want to smack him. The uh, Quicksilver character in the X-Men movies was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, I, you guys seen that? Like, and the music they put to it all the time when he puts his headphones if on. He could save time. In a Dude, <laughs> brilliant, right? I love it when, yeah. when, when they get it like that with the song. It's so great. So that is, so if I was going to pick a brother, I would say that would be it. But I guess, Pietro's always already dead in their universe. Now, that's the problem. Uh, Scarlet Witch here, she's super popular. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here. I'm just going to show you one thing. Here's a nice, uh, there's an oldie right there. Vision oh, and Scarlet, Vision Scarlet, Witch. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I think that's from like 81 or 82 or something there. Okay. So and there- look at, I mean, talk about the casting too. Uh, look at Scarlet Witch drawn there. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty That's pretty good. Well, she and she, she they both donned those outfits. Uh, for a Halloween episode, it looks like, right? Oh, okay. So, so here's the thing with the Scarlet Witch. So she originally appeared in 1964. Like these characters, some people don't understand how old these characters are. Mm-hmm. Created in 1964 by, by two of my favorite people in the universe, Stanley and Jack Kirby. Um, if you don't know who either of those are, wow. I don't know what to tell you right now. Um, I could understand. Well, they wouldn't be listening to this if they didn't. Yeah, I'm just saying, right? <laughs> just saying, just saying. So, but Jack Kirby, I could understand if you didn't know too much about Jack Kirby, but he is as responsible for these a lot of these characters as as Stan Lee is. He just wasn't as outspoken about everything. He was a very he was just the dude who stayed home and drew all the time, and he didn't speak as elegantly as Stan. And he didn't have that. He didn't have the charisma that Stan had. Excelsior, you know, he didn't have that. But he had all was the he talent. Was he a tracer? Yeah, no, he didn't do any inking, my friend. No, he, he's not an inker. He's not, not an he's inker. Not, he's banky? Not, not banky? He, he was, no, he was not banky. He didn't do that. He was just the penciler, basically. Um, lots of great stuff. So uh, they created Scarlet Witch. So right there, they're created by icons, right? Spider-Man wasn't created by Jack Kirby. Um, but so anyway, so and, so and she's also one of the very first mutants, okay? 
So that why is that important? Because we all love mutants. The X-Men are mutants. Wolverine is a mutant. Deadpool is a mutant. And Marvel has been trying to bring mutants into their universe for so long. So not only is this... Okay, so also... Sorry, I keep... There's so many little points about Scarlet Witch I'm missing here, right? She is a mutant. She was one of the very first mutants ever. She came in as a villain. She came in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants with her brother. Um, now, of course, they always they retcon things here and there in the comic book world and go back to other ones when people forget about the ones that are lame. Her dad, and, and Quicksilver's dad, is Magneto, one of the yes. greatest villains ever. Oh, my, that intro scene to X-Men 1 in the yeah. concentration camp is beautiful that is some cinema my friend that is some comic book cinema anybody who says that comic book movies are all just gunk and funny and and muscles and flexing man watch that that is iconically that is that that, oh, that, that was explains one of the first ones they man. tried to do take a bit of a serious Oh, too, man. And then, well, then later on, Magneto has his daughter and his wife taken away from him. And, mm. and he's trying to be such a good guy. I love Magneto. He is your, he's your example, pristine example of a comic book character with levels. You know, I always like to say the, the villains with the twisting their mustaches, right? Um, okay, well, that's it. That's all it is, right? And some, sometimes those are fun. Um, like on a Die Hard movie or something, right? You got your, your it's, it's great. Um, but in this instance, he, he is, he's, there's another one where high evolutionary has an experiment on Scarlet Witch turns her into the witch. Let, let's let's say they're not going to go with that one because that was really lame. Magneto being the father, and they did allude to it in in the X Men movies with Quicksilver. He was actually in Quicksilver was in the elevator with Magneto, and it's a really really great scene because those are amazing two actors. I would love to. What, what's the, uh, the the gentleman that plays Magneto? Uh, fast version. Fastbender, Michael Fastbender. Fastbender. Wow, love that guy as well. Great actor. Would love to see him continue on. He's still like Ian McKellen. Ian, Ian McKellen is. Still... I know he'd be too old by now, though, right? But yeah, he was great as well for for the original X Men. Yeah, he was perfect with the white hair and everything, dude. Amazing. So, okay, so let, let's recap here. Scarlet Witch, one of the very first mutants ever. All right, this is this is going to expand to all the, the X-Men stuff, probably Wolverine, all that good stuff like that. Uh, also Magneto is, is, is her father. That's huge. Magneto is, is the biggest villain in the X-Men universe. That's massive. Um, what else have we got going on here? Now, the thing that's going on with, with Scarlet Witch right now is she's, she's going a little nuts, you know, after, after the end of the end game. So she's created this little universe for herself. Now in the comic books, Mephisto is at work here. And he's, he's, he's manipulating her to become, to have these two kids. All right. With vision. This is right out of the comic book. So spoiler alert here, folks, I'll give you, <coughs> I'll give you two seconds to maybe run away here <laughs> because here's what we got, Mike. I don't know. You want, <laughs> but we got, la, a, la, la. <laughs> so in the comic books, uh, Mephisto creates an alternate universe kind of thing with the help of, of Wanda because she's just losing her mind. She's very, very sad, very sad. Um, she helps or the devil Mephisto helps Scarlet Witch have kids with vision. So the point of this, of course, was Mephisto wanted to take these kids and have them as his own and make them powerful and uh, kind of trick her into the whole deal. So this could be what's going on here. We also have uh, uh, Catherine Hahn, I believe is her name. Mm -hmm. You'll see her in oh, yeah. it. Always has this same little omelet on. Omelet on. Um, it's Agatha Harkness and she's a witch. She's another witch. So you'll see her come in. Okay. Uh, Monica Rambo from the Captain Marvel movie. The little uh, the little girl there that was, you know, her best friend. And then she had the little girl there. 
So she is going to be the next Captain Marvel and she's in there and she doesn't know why she's in there. So there's this universe that, create, that has been created and it's going to open up in the comic books. Also, she lo- like she loses her mind and you realize how powerful she is. There's one comic book where she gets so pissed off, dude, never scorn a woman. Right. And, and she just the very end of it. It's just a close up of her mouth. And she says, no more mutants. And she wipes out all the mutants in the in in on Earth, except for maybe like three escape or something, just by her saying that. So we're gonna get to see how actual power, actually powerful, the Scarlet Witch is. She is massively powerful. She could stand toe to toe with Thor. This is an Iron Man. This is what I'm saying, right? She could cast a spell that could like that could uh, you know um, cr- crush crush Tony's. Uh, pelvis you know what i mean like uh, a break his bones like she is so powerful she just doesn't realize it yet so what's going to happen if it goes with the comic book is she's going to get her mind effed with so badly and have these kids and have them taken from her that she's going to just lose it and become evil and and you know maybe open up all that's again open up the multiverse open up the spider verse right create mutants so this is going to be I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know, Scarlet Witch, what the heck? Dude, she's a character, man. You're about to see some layers. You're about to see some classic Marvel writing come to life. All right. Like, dude, Stanley, Jack Kirby. Um, pop culture and comic book geeks right now are high fiving me and cheers in me because they are the team of 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 our world. They are. They are our gods. My they God. are no. They they are they are giving Disney you know license to print. Oh, at this and, point. And so and Mike, I, how funny is it too that that I mentioned? Um, she was created in 1964. Yeah, and she like you know it's not like like Deadpool's one of the newer ones. He was in the 90s, yeah. early well, and 90s. Same with Ms. Right? Ms. Marvel. When did Ms. Marvel make? She make would her be debut? 60s, 60s. Uh, yeah, early 70s maybe because I guess it was Captain Marvel first in the 60s, and then uh, she came along in the it's either late 60s first. or early 70s, buddy. Okay. I thought Miss Marvel was was the the newest of the characters. Which well, seventies. Okay, which is now one of the big sort of uh, uh, pushes I got from the investor that you know they're this is going to be a mm. uh, a character for a new generation of Marvel fans and right, uh, right, right. But it's uh, yeah, the uh, like it's 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 mind blowing how much content Disney is hoping to put out over the next couple of years yeah uh and these little tastes these little dribs and drabs i'm mm. even looking forward to the guardians of the galaxy uh, christmas oh are you kidding me holy cow the car- oh, yeah oh the cartoon one right yeah it- i believe that's uh, that's is that the cartoon one that they're doing i, th- I thought I it was a it live is action it- one. oh i hope it is live action because i love uh, that cast that cast uh, is fantastic speaking of guardians of the galaxy i know dave batista gave an interview this week where he talked about the script for guardians 3 nice. and that it's changed Uh-oh. uh because of the time and covid and and how the marvel uh timeline production timeline has changed that's the the script has changed and some of the uh uh directions they were going to go may not be the same now because they've had to alter it so there's a mm. whole bunch of stuff in play but yeah when it comes to being excited about the the content that they're going to be bringing out mm-hmm. uh Disney just hit the biggest of home runs mm-hmm. uh, across so many, so many different well, genres. I think, I think and they're doing what they plan. I mean, obviously when the, the streaming service started, it was sort of, I do, but I, I, I almost want to say that the Mandalorian was the happy accident. Oh yeah. That mm-hmm. uh, is, has turned into the cash cow. 
Yeah. If the Mandalorian doesn't do as well as it has, has, uh, or didn't create as much buzz as it has, as it has, I don't think we would see as much of a push for these other Star Wars properties, maybe some of the Marvel stuff. Because if you think back, uh, Obi-Wan was supposed to be done a, uh, a while ago. Was, there, was supposed yeah. to be a, um, yeah. uh, there was supposed to be a Boba Fett movie that was supposed to come out after the Solo movie. But since the yeah. Solo movie didn't do as well, uh, mm. it was scrapped. And I think, you know... Yeah, that changed way. a few things, didn't it, Mike? That, that Han, the, the, re, uh, the, the reception that the Han Solo movie got actually changed a few things. Yeah. And it was funny because it came out after a, a, a major Star Wars movie that wasn't received that well either. So people were kind of, that's funny. Like, well, now if we look back, people are kind of poo-pooing it all after the one Star Wars movie and after Han Solo. And then the Mandalorian came out and was like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Again, yeah right? we've still got it yet we've got andor which is you know one of the other star wars series that's coming out based yeah, on from Cassie rogue one andor from rogue one i'm so. looking forward to, i rewatched rogue one and han solo um just over the week here and i really enjoyed both of them i, I really it was, it was one of those things where you Go start watching watch them again it's there if you no, i did yeah it was really good i enjoyed it yeah i will say though um if you can online somebody's already done a deep fake where they've taken a couple of scenes from solo and superimposed mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Ford's face. Oh wow, it's hilarious! On on Aiden uh, Eric is that his last name? Aiden Eric? No, I know who you're talking about. He's also in uh, the Huxley uh, uh, Brave New World show right now. Right. Anyway, they, they superimpose Harrison Ford's face, and it's freaky. And I'm thinking, That's awesome, that would have been super cool had they would have done that. Yeah, that. So, right but. So one, one more segment, things, one more well, segment, we got, voice. Well, we got Spider Man, right? The, the yes. Spider Man news. Yeah. But the the big thing that I'm taking out of that is uh, Daredevil. Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil. Now, for all you hardcore comic book fans, I have been... Yeah, our producer's super excited about that. We love the Daredevil... uh, Was it Netflix series it was on? I think it was Netflix, yeah. 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 Fantastic. So all you hardcore comic book fans out there are, again, cheersing me and high-fiving me. I know you are, my friends. I feel you. I feel the force flying through for Daredevil. And on that note, ding, 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 we have a hot comic book alert. It is... It is our our last one was was a Darth Vader one. This yep. week we have Daredevil number twenty five. Okay, where is it? Right there. Yeah, he goes to jail. Um, I, I don't want to. I'm not going to spoil this because this is still out there. Now, here's the thing about this comic book. This is already going on eBay. The lowest price I've seen is fifty dollars with five dollars shipping. So this comic is already going for fifty five dollars. The reason for it is, is inside. I'm not going to spoil it. If you see this anywhere, my comic book fans, and you don't collect Daredevil, but you do collect comic books, grab this book. You will be happy you did. There's a new character. That's a trip tomorrow for me. Well, that's a good one. If you can still get that Darth Vader one, get that. That that one went immediately from five to 20, and I checked up on it, and the Darth Vader comic is still at 20. It hasn't rise. It hasn't rose any. But when one goes from even the comic book uh, store, uh, owners were, were both telling me like, man, cause I put, I get my comics pulled aside for me in what they call a pull list. So I don't have to stress. Yeah. I get a list of them. Yeah, yeah, anybody can do it. Right. Anybody could do it. But, but so when I went in there, he's like, Oh man, check. But he always, he always like, it says, you got this and you got, we got this one and we got this one. And he shows me and we're, we talk about the covers and such. And then he pulls out the daredevil. And he's like, do you know how many people wanted this man? Like people were coming in the store asking, you know, for that book. And I held on to it for you. And that one, just that's where eyes dies going. Yes. That's why I come here because you know what? That's the worst thing is to put it aside and have somebody. Yeah, well, you know, it was worth a lot of money. So I, I just took it or get sold to somebody. It's like, oh, oh I quit. I'm going to another store. But anyway, so Daredevil, that's the one you want to grab. If you see that one, that's our hot comic of the week, my friends. Nice. 
Uh, wrestling. You had, yeah, we're yeah, gonna move wrestling. on. But before we go on, we got some oh. housekeeping to do. Uh, number one, uh, everyone watching us on Twitch and YouTube and all mm-hmm. those places, Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, thanks. Please um, like and subscribe. We got to do all that stuff that the people tell us. That our producer is sitting beside Chris right now is going to whoop our ass if we don't say this. So you got to like Shaking and subscribe. Her fist at me. To get the uh, to get our numbers up and and but we want to keep uh, entertaining you here and um, we want to uh, get some more stuff on there. We got some merch. Uh, Miss Lonnie created a a whole bunch of merch for us. Some yeah. kids on the escalator merch. So Show us like, off, man! Get excited about it as I do about this stuff. That's I know right. You are. It's going to be wicked, and uh, we're gonna uh, we got like coffee mugs we got sweaters and all this shit it's really cool go ahead and order one i just ordered one so we're ready to go we're gonna see soon we'll it, have our, own, our own beer and our own coffee that's right um number <laughs> two uh, so yeah there's all that so make sure you get it out there um uh, announcement that i didn't throw into the news of the week but um we had a very big week last week we moved up 86 spots not that this matters too much outside of the fact that we did crack yeah. the top Woo! 30 uh, for film and TV podcasts in this fine country of ours, Chris has got the belts. There we go. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. That means I can fit uh, this around my waist. The other one I'm getting too fat for. It won't go around. That's how I can tell if I've lost or gained any weight is if I can wear these anymore. Nice. But yeah, we Trendy. jumped, eh, Brent? Yeah, huh? we jumped. We huh? jumped, and uh, I think that was a, a. And I think next week, hopefully, we'll uh, before our big Christmas episode, we uh, we maybe crack the top twenty-five. Let's see Woo. how we do. So, a couple of things. Thanks to Dean Blundell for hosting us again on, oh, uh, Dean, on, thanks, on buddy. Twitter Woo. tonight on the Twitter thingy with the Woo. thing and all those things. So it is. Uh, we'll come back to that in a minute. It is time to go down uh, i don't know if we have a name for this segment but we were thinking about calling it the pencil neck geek or something like that <laughs> ham and eggers the, the ham and eggers ham and eggers yeah. i love that is that bobby heenan that's bobby the brain heenan i thought yeah. so i got that one right on so um yeah we're gonna uh, love it love we're it go there chris has got some wrestling questions for you mike i like asking mike wrestling questions all one right. because i like asking people questions two okay. because i like mike's answers chris, okay. it's all opinion stuff too I, i'm not gonna get mike to trash anybody yet i wouldn't trash anybody yeah well i bet i could find a question where you would no abdullah the butcher <laughs> ah, guy knew how to bleed yeah yeah i, oh, I thought funny. i'd get a little abdullah, more out of abdullah, abdullah the butcher i will say uh, i remember as a kid mm-hmm. uh there used to be a um, wrestling out of montreal that used to be on uh channel 57 or 79 which was uh city tv, city TV. um Love city and TV. i forget i forget the everywhere abdullah the butcher used to, to be on there uh mm-hmm. floyd creechman eddie the brain creechman wow Steve strong guys like that rick martell was 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 there he started too. out i love it i love um, it bruiser brody i think came oh through. anyway bruiser brody i, oh, I got to i remember that was my episode. first my first uh, introduction to watching abdullah the butcher on tv I'd, I'd had him in like a wrestling uh encyclopedia book just pictures yeah. and a fork and the scars and but that was my introduction to abdullah oh, all right butcher. okay so i thought uh, yeah because there's a lot of other stuff we could have oh there is a lot about him right but yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so um, we're, let's let's show the ladies some love tonight, Mike. Um, okay. Uh, Kurushida is like my favorite female wrestler, but I I am so taken by Japanese uh, samurais. Okay, I love her. I think she's great. She's great. I don't know if she's going to lose the championship here to Abaddon. Abaddon's looking like she's scaring the crap out of everybody. 
Um, and the other thing I love about a critter is her, her facial expressions. I follow her on her social things, and she's so she had this kitty for a while. She just says, and she'll try Reese's peanut butter cups for the first time ever and stuff like that. I, I just find her really cute. I like watching her. Uh, this is Hikaru Shida, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. The, the I'm just thinking Abaddon with uh, Reese's. No, no. Are we still, are we still I, on Abdullah the Butcher? What was Akira, this? Akira Shida. No, she's the woman's champion of AEW, man. She's my favorite uh, female wrestler. And I, I just, everything about her, though, I really, I really enjoy. So, Mike, I want to know who is your favorite female wrestler today and what female wrestler deserves a push or if they did give it a push to would oh. would would hit so you got a fe- favorite female see, and one that uh, needs a push see that's not fair that's not fair my favorite i've got a bunch of female favorite okay females. give me three then buddy give me three okay, bailey i think and now bailey i have a, a great deal of love and respect for because of what she did for my daughter mm-hmm. uh about two years ago at a live she show suplexer did oh I, no no she uh she gave her the old like uh the the ringside hug the wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she that's gave, awesome it was, man it was very cool it was a very cool moment for me uh, I've uh, you know I've had the chance to uh, to work with uh, Bailey and 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 sort of sit and chat with her she's amazing what she's done uh, with her character uh, going from the lovable uh, role model to girls uh, to being this awesome heel during the whole COVID. Uh, time when Becky Lynch has gone off to uh to become a mom uh, I think Bailey has probably been the the best uh, in the WWE uh over the last year and a half Sasha Banks fantastic as well too mm-hmm. um, she's the Mandalorian now I know right like she's in see, my top three this is probably like it, it's it's kind of sad to say but this is probably the strongest uh roster of females across wrestling yeah buddy been in so long does, um, does, sorry does wwe have a women's tag team championship oh yeah they do okay i wasn't sure because I, I know uh, a lot of them don't like i know a lot yeah, of the, the, i think the right now it's still don't. nia jackson Shayna baszler uh cool. that's good the champs but so many fantastic uh female uh wrestlers it's uh and it's it's cool to see because you know i remember you know go back 10, 15 years uh, on the independents, there mm-hmm. were a lot of really talented females, but just not getting the same kind of opportunities. And yeah. now you've got AEW, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact's got a great female yeah. division. Um, you know, the WWE's done a, a fantastic job. You mm-hmm. talk about Hikaru Shida and, and how cute she is on online. Mm-hmm. To me, Asuka and, uh, is... Uh, heads above everybody else. Mm-hmm. She's someone who, who again, I don't want to say reinvented herself, mm-hmm. but you know, during the NXT days, she was dominating. She was, you know, nice. this this big force that you know, unstoppable. The you yeah. know, retired the or you know, left NXT the women's champ. Mm-hmm. Um, she has re, uh, I don't want to say revitalized her career, but her comedy, like just being her, yeah, and her, oh, I love it. Her web shows, her YouTube show is is funny. I could sit and watch her cook food. Yeah, you know, right? Play video That's, it's just yeah. it's awesome. I don't understand half of it, but I know. it's so cool. Uh, and she's also yeah. a very sweet, lovely person who, uh, again, was very kind. Uh, Some of them you just get taken by, right? And you just you just yeah. you get attached to them, and then you feel for them, and you, you start to watch their when they're innocent. It's nice to see the innocence of people, especially Absolutely. when they're beating the crap out of somebody. You know what I mean? And then you. But I will say, uh, who who I think could could use a push? Yes, uh, yes. Who I'd like to see get a push. Yep. Uh, uh, two people I would love to just see them get the ball and run with because I think they've deserved, they've earned it and deserved it. Mm-hmm. Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. 
Mm -hmm. uh, if you get a chance on the WWE Network, watch Liv Morgan's uh, uh, Chronicle episode or is Chronicle or, or 24. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a really cool sort of look into... Um, her riot squad days. Uh, then when uh, the big firings happened, Sarah Logan was let go. Ruby riot uh, was moved to the other show. Uh, it, it's, it's actually really cool. I like Liv Morgan. I think she's got a, a great deal of upside from the talent side. Mm -hmm. uh, I like Ruby riot as well. Like together, they should be the tag champs. Uh, AEW, Anna J, man, she is. She oh, is, yeah, I really like Anna she's J. She's the we Dark Order, Anna Dark Horse. Uh, yeah. I, I see big things for her. Um, I'd like to see her get the push. Yeah, but uh, yeah, right how about, now. How about Kylan Kings? That she's huge. Yeah, you know, there's she, there's a she lot needs of, to be a villain though. Like she comes out and then she smiles and it's like, oh, dude, no, you should be like she should be like a heel, I think, and she would be a lot better. But we've she, also got. She, I was going to say, uh, you've also got, when you're talking NXT, like their mm -hmm. women's division in NXT right now, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, right. uh, Dakota Kai. I got to look a little Candace more into Ray. that. Yeah. Got it. Like that, they had the War Games pay per view uh, mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and they did a War Games match, and it was crazy. Nice. There's amazing. so much nice. content. It's really tough. I mean, I can't consume it as much as I haven't as I used watched to. Raw in, a, in I, weeks. I used to read about it. So, so another question. Let me keep the questions flying. Where's yeah. Tessa Blanchard going to go? Ooh, uh, uh, I, I'd say WWE. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much interest AEW has. Um, mm -hmm. I think she left uh, a bit of a bad taste in, in promoters mouths with how she left impact yep, and all that right. stuff. Uh, again, I have no idea because she didn't, the, she, the internet, she left the internet, didn't, she didn't the internet. Title. you don't know, you don't, you don't know how much of it's true and how much of it isn't her dad's at AEW, So that's, you mm. know, that's got to hold some sort of play. Uh, but it would be kind of neat to see her in the WWE. Charlotte mm -hmm. flares is coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we do a female four horsemen. Huh? How cool would well, that be? Let's I think we just leave the four horsemen away, but well, have they done that a lot? Uh, well, there was the new four horse women, which was Becky. Oh, Lynch see, I wasn't even aware of that. Oh Ashley man. Okay. Charlotte. So I, oh. but, but that was never officially done. It was kind of like understood. So I, I, anyway, I, oh man, that's too bad. I know crazy wrestling nerdstom stuff. That's, uh, no, that's all right. I've just gotten away from the, the mainstream wrestling so much. Like I've even, mm -hmm. I've been watching so much of the, the luchador wrestling and uh, the mm -hmm. Japanese wrestling, man. I'm just, cause I, it's, I, it's all really new to me. And I'm so, I, so one more wrestling question, buddy. Okay. If you had to go to uh, a, a desert island and you only had one episode of Dark Side of the Ring, my friend, which one would it be? Oh, uh, episode of Dark Side of the Ring? Which one? You can only you can only keep one episode in your library, buddy. Uh, I thought they did a, a bang-up job on the Chris Benoit. Oh, wasn't that good? That that and the own heart uh, were, were two yeah. of, the, of the goods. But then, again, that series was so good. Dude, Dude I like I like the Gino Hernandez one. Yeah, I was gonna say Gino Hernandez. I, I really was like even the Gino Jimmy, Hernandez even one. the Jimmy Snuka one was, oh. was pretty interesting too. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to season three. Uh, I, I I'm curious to see. It's what on they the do. way, isn't it? Isn't it on uh, the way? Yep, yep. They've got some. Uh, they've got Any some stories episodes. confirmed. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many they've got confirmed. Uh, I think I mentioned uh, they were gonna Jake look into uh, the Jake the Snake's uh, yeah. family, the dad of Snake Adams. Um, yeah. They're going to look at, I think they're going to look at some AWA stuff as well too, but okay. um, yeah, it's uh that's, that's a, that's a great little series. So you, so you would take the, the Chris Benoit. I take the Chris Benoit because I think that was cool. the one that really made people kind of 
look at this series and go, Ooh, and go back and, wow. and rewatch season one. And mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, Okay, those are my wrestling questions, Mike. Thanks, buddy. That's it. Look, I always like hearing you. I like how, always like hearing your. I don't get to talk a stuff. whole lot about wrestling because you know. We're okay. gonna do a card break. Enough. We're gonna do a card break soon. I did a I did a little Instagram live uh, last week with oh. a, a co- comedian down in comedian down in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, you had mentioned that, right? Yeah, and uh, we had a little bit of fun where he broke out. He was breaking all these old '80s classic wrestling cards. So he would, you know, they're for, he's they're still in the package. So we open them and it's like, oh, there's you know, there's Big John, <laughs> Big John Stud, and there's a Big Boss Man, and being able to tell a little bit of a story. Cause it's a little bit more. Yeah. Obviously we've got stories to tell about that time. I'm blown away like though that. at how hockey cards and cards. Uh, oh, that's a whole other episode, Pokemon man. That's are, a whole other episode. Now. Yeah. Like, what's up with that? The guys on this network, um, the PP one guys that run the, the Canucks podcast are big yeah. on the card break thing. Yeah. yeah wow. it's massive. Chris, what do you got there, buddy? What do you no, that's good. Uh, I thought you raised your hand. Anyways. Oh, I was just pointing some cards behind me. I got some Batman cards I just got with some comic books. That has been well, I th- I a think, whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know. We yeah. Just no, I think, that, I think we're good. We're, we're like five minutes away from our 90-minute segment. Are we actually going to end on time today? Well, we might get there, I think. Yeah, we're going to get well, pretty close like, to it. We're five minutes away, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, 90 I'm minutes. Waiting for, I'm waiting for Brent's favorite time of the of the week with with me at the end of the episode. Where he gets Darth oh, Vader to we, choke you? No, we, we didn't get Darth Vader today. <laughs> no. but this is what the Mike, the Mike tales of where we can find Mike. Oh, this is yeah, it's like where's Mike this week? I, but every single week I discover you on something new, and it's very yeah. exciting for me now. I'm, yes. I'm kind of going like, wait a minute. Somebody somebody pointed out they saw a checks commercial with me, so I'm like, yes, nice. I, I did checks. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I just this is crazy weird inside but uh i i did a whole bunch of holiday because now that the christmas rush is 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 coming to an end we're already looking at boxing day and stuff so uh mm. my, my good buddies at leon's this was a, <laughs> can you send busy, me some of those deals i gotta do some preliminary weeks. stuff hey shouts to lewis leon he's he's my guy he's also a huge wrestling nerd too so nice um, now listen mike i got a challenge for you this week next week that? is our final episode of the year and then we're gonna take a little okay. break yeah it is also coincides with the last mandalorian Okay. Um, so we'll wrap that up, but we are going to cover off our favorite Christmas movies Ooh, and I'm okay. going to take a little approach. I'm going to take a little challenge here from uh, another podcast I listen to, which is called smartless. I'm sorry, Jason Bateman and the fellas. I am going to steal just a little bit of an idea here. Okay. I am challenging Mike to find a guest to weigh in next week on the top three Christmas movies. They're, they're not going to be on for two hours. They're going to, you're going to be like, this is my guest. They're going to come in. They're going to say their top three Christmas movies and they're going to leave. And that's going to be, we're going to hit it. I'm and challenging is it everyone. Santa? On Cause I know him. I know him. Does, <laughs> does it have to be live? Can it's I get gonna it be live. recorded? It's going to be live. It's well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes for whatever, but we're going to do it. I've gotten my feelers out on a couple of different things. I will tell you okay. that I have just to throw it out there that I'm, okay. I'm going after Daniel Stern. Wow. So we're going to try. That's we're going to try fish. for Daniel Stern. Yeah, wow. We're trying for Daniel Stern. Okay. We're trying for Mark. Well, I'm going to try for Santa. That's right. But anyways, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go through the Rolodex and we're going to have a little spin around the thing here. And everyone's going to bring a guest in to weigh in on the free epic Christmas movie. So we can wrap up this year. I'm stoked oh, for that. It'll be great. Uh, I know. So there's a challenge for you, Mike. That's a huge challenge. Mike, I, don't know, I don't know famous people. Doesn't have to be famous. Just dress Just your kid up in an elf and bring him in. We'll be good. Okay. Just interesting. They don't Mike, need to be famous. Do you, do you remember this game? Oh my gosh, Wildfire Pinball? You do remember it. Yeah, look at it. Oh, still in the box. I am so okay. We, still in the box, dude. 
we we have to we have to explore toys. Well, that, we got a new. We're gonna have a new segment called "It Came from the Basement." Do it. Look at that, man. Oh my God! Is it the eight nine year old me is super jealous right, right now because I I want all I got was the cheesy little Casio flip up. It looked like a DS mm. uh, pinball game. That's well, the one I wanted. There's so many toys to open, and that's so coming up catalog too. That that's I, coming uh, up too. I was hoping you'd recognize that, dude. Yeah, I got that for uh, as a gift. Damn. Speaking of gifts, my wife always, my wife gets me such a gr- amazing toys, right? Like, yeah, so I, I was glad you liked. Those. It's still uh, in the box, too, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's now. Yeah, now I'm I'm so jealous. So we got a big Christmas episode next week. We're going to break down our top Christmas movies. We're going to try to bring some guests in. All the usual trivia stuff. All the regular things. Michael, thank you again, sir. Thanks, boys. Good to see you, buddy. Indeed. Thanks, buddy. Indeed. May the force be with you all. Yes. And force disappear. Nice. Fun stuff. Always good to have Michael on. Um, yeah. Hey, it's trucking along. So it's been a busy episode, bud. A busy, busy episode, man. Yeah. Um, so again, I think we should thank uh, Todd Dank Ferret Kearns again and Mr. Brent Fitz for being on last week. That was uh, that was a really good episode. We did really well. As we mentioned earlier, we've mm-hmm. uh, actually cracked the charts pretty high in the top 30. If you do have one of those Google things or whatever, just say, hey, Google, play kids on the escalator That's and right. they will play us. That's how easy it is to hear us. You Either that or us. you're going to play something from Mall Rats, and either way, it's a win for you. Yeah, no, I, I, I've done it occasionally when I'm doing my rounds. But so, so that's one way to listen to us and hear us. We do have a YouTube channel. Um, it's just Kids on the Escalator. You can find us mm-hmm. on YouTube. Absolutely. Um, Twitter, we are, what are we on Twitter, Brent? Uh, kids on the SKL1, but just type Kids on the Escalator Twitter and it brings it up. And you'll find us, yeah. And yeah, we right. have also uh, the Instagram site. We don't do too much on there, but Instagram's we got that building. as well. Yeah, we're building the Insta. Yeah. It's coming. Kids on the escalator there as well. Uh, Facebook. If you're an old folk and you like to go on Facebook and stuff, look pictures of your friends like like Brent and I do. We've got a Kids on the Escalator Facebook page. Now, and we have um, uh, our, our, our what, what are you saying, producer? Twitch. Our twi- our producer says yeah. we are also on Twitch. Now, to coincide with the merch announcement and some of the things we were talking about, uh, a couple of the things that you uh, listening at home or watching might not realize is that Chris does. Um, you can actually get Chris to draw you something. So it is still within, uh, I don't know what your cutoff time is, but Chris uh, draws things for people. And they call him and they go, hey, can you draw Batman, uh, you know, suplexing the Macho Man or something? Yeah, and, I do uh, commissions and stuff And like he'll that. commission it and he'll get it done for you. So that's, uh, I think, a pretty rad little gift. I'm just going to tell you. Well, if you wanted something for Christmas, my friends out there, that is fantastic. But get at me. Get at me. You're going to get at him fast. Fast, yeah. fast, fast. But, you know, if you want something for after Christmas, I've done lots of pictures where I actually take uh, the person, uh, like a person in your family or yourself, and I put you in a comic, like you, you're, you're the Jedi or, you know, yeah. you're the superhero. I can do fun things like that. But yeah. Thanks for the, but the, the bigger thing, and I appreciate that, but, uh, my comic book company is launching on January 1st, That's right. a digital download of our first comic book called Skeletron, which I pitched to, uh, Todd Kearns and he, he, he supports it hundred percent. I got to get a quote from him on it, but I, he, he was all over. He loved it. We were talking about it before. So again, such great guys on the show last week. It's, it's great when you can have, uh, people on the show that you really relate to and you can see them smiling, enjoying what we're talking about, which is great. Yeah, so, you know, and really, so, sorry. So the comic book, my comic yeah. book is going to be, I, I did that myself. My comic book is going to be out on January yeah. 1st, digital download five bucks. Okay. And you can have the, the digital download of uh, Skeletron number one. 
which uh, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Support local, support uh, everything. You guys support uh, me, my friends. Doing Woo! everything digital, anyways. So, um, man, so much going on. Um, just overall, just uh, just moving up the charts, which is a lot of fun, but just means people are listening, which you know keeps us uh, active and doing yeah. things like that. Uh, I got to thank my friends at Blue Microphones. These guys right here, these guys uh, sent me a blue Yeti X. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, finally, hopefully getting the audio right on my end. I've had a rough couple of audio weeks, but here we are. <laughs> uh, I, I have a, for, I don't have one of those. I have an audio. No, I haven't. I have an Apex 540. There you go. You see that. But if they sent me one of their mics, I would use one of theirs. Yes, I think we'll, we'll lean on them could, a little I bit. I could use this for something else. So they could. Um, yeah, there's so many things. So just a lot of people think Mike again, as always, for appearing. And, and oh, Mike's in. awesome. Huh? I love awesome I love Mike. asking Mike wrestling questions. Nobody knows. He's like he grew up with uh, Adam. Um, mm. I can't remember. Edge. Adam Copeland, Edge, yeah. Adam Copeland, the wrestler Edge. He grew up with him and he's he's. Uh, He's been on a lot of major wrestling event, TV shows and stuff. And yeah, it's just, he's very knowledgeable. Great guy. And always yeah. have him, uh, always awesome to have here. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in again on yeah. Monday Night Live. We kept it under control tonight. We kept it to our time. That's right. We're trying to keep this thing to about Woo. 90 minutes for you guys. Come see uh, us which, next week, though, because it's our last uh, episode for two weeks. And we're going to do a big bash end-off thing there. I'm going to get some champagne going on my end. I got Spidey over here. We're mm-hmm. going to get him all hopped up on Benny's. It's, it's going to be great. Christmas, a Christmas extravaganza. It's going to be a Christmas Surprises, miracle. Guests. We're talking Christmas movies. We're talking Here's, the end of The Mandalorian. Check this out, Brent. We, I, on my, I have never had anybody come in on my stream chat here. Here's, here's what I'm telling you. First person to come in on the stream chat tomorrow... On my stream chat here, I can give you more information. Uh, you can win a free digital download of my comic book. There it is. You see? You see? And I'll probably throw in something else because I'm not, a pretty generous person. Not if you've ever had that. a beer with me, I'm a nice guy. Not only I'll that. Probably buy the next round. Not only that, but you also gave them an amazing comic book uh, little uh, tidbit of information to oh, go on a Daredevil little scavenger comic? hunt on the Daredevil. So oh, dude, there's man, that's... some more things for you guys to get. So yeah. anyways, lots of fun this week. Tons coming up next week. That is it for us. Thank Thanks you, my friends. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This has been the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Good times. Platforms. Rad dudes. You got it. Yeah. Bye, everyone. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.